Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And hello, Tom. Hey, Antonio. Hey, it's in the middle of the summer. We're in a, eh, kind of in the middle of a heat wave, but I think it's died down a little bit, so I don't have to have my air conditioning on right now, which is okay. But uh, when we're done recording this, this is going back up the... The air conditioner is going back on. Yeah, I got mine on. I have to confess. Yeah, we've had a brutal week or two. Actually, last week was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Not as bad as where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into this. This is our 28th episode. I know last episode I said it was 28. I was high on my meds. Uh, so, you know, just to get the numbers straight, uh, I messed up last time. This time we are definitely episode 28. 28. Big two, big eight. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I've got a couple more until 30. So Yeah. And we've passed 10,000 listens. Yeah. We're, at, as of today, 10,716. Not that we're counting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really great. There are people who are listening to us, and I'm really excited. Our audience is growing. I like it to grow faster. So, you know, everybody tell your friends about us. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting that we've got this far, uh, this quickly. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. So people love photography. People love photography. Yeah, everybody's a photographer, so they have to love photography. Yeah. So uh, you have a little bit of news to tell us, yes? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I was kidding around about it being hot here um, because I'm on the verge of moving to Tempe, Arizona which is outside Phoenix, and uh, I was there actually a uh, weekend before last, and it was record-breaking temperatures of 117 degrees. Ouch. Um, <laughs> yeah, which sounds like just unimaginable, but it's weird. I, I didn't mind it, you know. It uh-huh. really is a dry heat. They, they kind of joke about that, but it's true. It's not the least bit humid, and it's obviously hot, but uh, sunny, beautiful, and needless to say, just uh, tons of photographic opportunities. So much natural beauty. Yeah. Well, I'm both happy and bummed out because I'm happy because I'm excited that you're going off to do something new. And I'm bummed out because we're no longer going to be around the corner from each other. Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts and feelings. Exactly. But, yeah. uh, but the podcast, the show must go on. We will continue to podcast and that's the beauty of Skype um, doesn't matter if we're a couple blocks away like we are now or a couple thousand miles away as we will be soon. But yeah, just to uh, explain what's going on, some of our listeners know that I am a minister in addition to being a photographer. And uh, those two worlds came together recently. I have a, my images on the cover of the national magazine for the United Church of Christ um, the first woman and first openly gay chaplain for the New York City Fire Department happens to be a friend of mine, and I took a picture of her swearing in, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm going to a new church out in Tempe, Arizona. It's called Desert Palm, and uh, I'll get to combine my two hats of being a minister and being a photographer because they use a big screen uh, during their church service, and I've already shared some of my photography with the congregation and they love it. And actually people want to learn how to switch to manual. So (laughs) it's cool. It's kind of like in Seinfeld when they talk about your worlds coming together. Remember when George 
it's talking about is yeah. worlds colliding. Worlds colliding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was just out there recently, and it's really, like I said, the the natural beauty is amazing. I took a drive on a place called the uh, Apache Trail, which goes around Superstition Mountain, and it was just so fun and interesting, and old Western towns and relics, and 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 the natural landscape is just breathtaking, and that kind of was tying into what we wanted to talk about today, which was how easy it is when you're in a new setting to see, just to be a visual sponge and to see all that's new and interesting and you just naturally want to photograph like crazy. Whereas oftentimes when we walk out our front doors, we bemoan the fact that we're just, we hardly pay attention. We don't see things because we take everything for granted. And so it becomes a, a challenge. And I've heard people say, and I've said it myself, that I would really like to be able to just walk around in my own neighborhood as if I were seeing everything for the first time. So that's what we thought we'd talk a little bit about today is how how to do that, little, little tricks to pay attention more to see things that we might otherwise miss. You know, stri- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, when you go out to Arizona, I hope you'll have an extra bedroom so I can come out and... <laughs> yeah, I, I totally do. Yeah. I mean, people are lining up. You got to book your book your date early, dude. Okay. Because I'd like to... I've never been to Arizona, so I'd like to experience it for the first time and, uh-huh. you know, with a guide like you being there. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, we were just on... I was just on uh, Bart Bushot's Let's Talk Photography, and we we're talking about vacation pictures. So it's kind of apropos that we're we're talking about this in some way, uh, and then earlier on today, you and I were talking about you know this topic and how we were. I was saying it's great to go to a new place because you really do experience it through new eyes. And the trick is, how do you do that without having to travel all the time? How do you look at what's right outside your door and see it fresh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that is a real challenge because it's so I mean that's a challenge in a lot of things in life too. I mean we don't necessarily need to you know, I don't need to move to uh you know, the Caribbean to change my life, you know? I mean, when I go to the Caribbean, the first time actually the first time I went to the Caribbean, went to Puerto Rico and you know, that was an intense experience. It was a, you know, I had never been to the Caribbean before and I brought my all my cameras with me and I was shooting tons of pictures, a lot of them for stock. Because I was seeing a lot of this stuff for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy and natural when that's the case because you're really, you're paying attention and everything's fresh and new and, and, and worthy of being captured or the things that are worthy you tend to notice. Whereas we're in auto, you know, on autopilot so often when we're just walking around in areas that we're familiar with, it's a little easier in New York City where there tends to always be something noteworthy happening. Right, right. But even, even here, you know, it, it can be, you can lull yourself to sleep. Well, when you make your move, finally, you'll, you'll be, you know, doing all the exciting pictures while you're settling down. And then at some point, you're going to be like, oh, I did that before. <laughs> yeah, right. Although I imagine you're going to have some really great weatherscapes to, you know, that's not going to change. That's going to, you know, be different all the time. So Exactly, yeah. There'll, there'll be lots of drama on, the, on that front, and that's fun to capture. Yeah. So well, go ahead. I, I was just going to start off with one very practical tip, a thing that I've noticed just through experiences. When I actually 
take a picture, mm-hmm. then suddenly I start seeing so much more. And especially for us as street photographers, I mean, if you're walking down the street and you're kind of looking for something, but you're not necessarily in full on shooting mode, then it's so easy to get distracted, lost in thought and just not really be paying attention. But once I take a picture, I've, I've just noticed time and time again how immediately after that, one thing leads to another. Once this, the process of shooting has begun. And I think you can just trigger that by... Like opening a door, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. Once, once you take a shot, the door has opened. Yeah. It's... I'll say this. It's, it's tricky for me because I, I am doing a lot of the same thing every day. I mean, you know, I'm doing all these street shots of people in the neighborhood. And I walk the same route every day. And it, for me, is very easy to, to see it as already been done. And how to, you know, I have sometimes trouble how to see things differently on a day-to-day basis. And I try to shoot every day. Right. So my, I'm, I'm going to say running out of ideas, but, you know, the, the window is really narrow for the stuff that I want to shoot and, and try to see new. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get dissuaded. I walk around and it's like, oh, I've seen this scene before. I've done this before. And, you know, and, and it's really a stretch to push myself to see something new for the first time. And we talked about this previously about like going and taking the different road or getting yeah. off on a different subway stop or something like that. Um, that's the exploration part. Yeah. Just changing up your route a little bit. Yeah. But what do you do when, when you have the same route every day? What do you do when you have the same lake in your backyard that you want to photograph all the time? And the, the question is, how do we see that new? I have another little practical tip. Boy, you're full of them today. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like tips. You you fill in, in the tips, please, because I'm I'm struggling with this a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're you you are using the mirrorless camera too, um, and so the the tool itself. There's, of course, there's a hundred things you can change, but uh, you're you're dealing with the same lens. One thing I was going to say is just. I, I've noticed when I change a lens, and I, of course you know this from when you shoot with your DSLR, you just, you look for different things. I mean, for example, you can put on a macro lens and all of a sudden you're going to be looking at the world radically differently and seeing things that you would uh, otherwise just breeze right on past when all of a sudden you're paying attention to what's going on two inches off the ground, for example, or conversely putting on your telephoto and all of a sudden just the way that that that'll change things it's sort of like the range that you're paying attention to by changing lenses i know for me that just will dictate where my attention is in terms of the you know the setting that i'm in by restricting yourself is is a good way to uh to see something differently you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it can be restricting. I mean, it, sometimes it, I think it it can feel liberating. I mean, when you when that's you true. On, yeah, that's yeah. a great way to say it too. I I know that some people are going to say, "Why should I just go out with one lens?" That's restricting what I can shoot. Well, I mean, you may have other lenses with you, but I'm just saying, changing a lens so that you're then. So I mean, we all have our favorite lenses, and I oftentimes use my wide angle and. And that tends to have me looking for certain types of things. Of course, even with the wide angle, getting in close, which was another podcast we did, just the wisdom of that. But that 
that can suddenly create different kinds of opportunities and all of a sudden you're you're paying attention because you're thinking about well what's what's this going to look like through the wide angle but if that's your go-to lens then changing it up and using a 70 to 200 or you know I've, I've been using i got this 10 millimeter lens partially just because it was unobtrusive and then 10, 10 millimeter you have a, a 10, no, it's a 40. It's 40. a 40. I was like, 10 yeah, millimeters. Sorry. Like, that's very close to fisheye. <laughs> yeah, I think of it because it's like a pancake. You yeah, know? they're called it's, pancake lenses because yeah. they're, really, they're really squat, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's... Have you shot much with that lens? Yeah, I have. And I've noticed when I use it, it I, I want to do different kinds of things than I normally do. And I pay way more attention to people. And I, I just kind of want to do portraits and I want to get close. I mean, I've done other things with it, but it, it definitely changes the way I look at the world. And yeah, it's it's kind of given me fresh eyes. On top of that, we're going to talk, you know, one of our next episodes is going to be about light. So I won't go into it too much, but the the light in your area as it changes is some way for me to see something fresh. And I used to live in Park Slope. So Park Slope, for those people who don't know, is an area in Brooklyn uh, it's a very old, very old relative, you know, to the United States, but late 1800s, lots of brownstone buildings, very much Victorian style. You know, you can picture horse and buggies being drawn and gas lamps and stuff like that. And so it's a really nice area to walk around. And occasionally I would have these weird flashes. I can't describe it other than that. A flash of like time shifting. And I'm, mm -hmm. I find myself looking at the place like it was someplace new, like it, like I had never been there before. And I always try to think of like, how can I capture that photographically? How can I capture that? I don't know, that personal feeling, that experience on film. And it's a very hard thing to do. It's very great to, to have that physical experience to walk through someplace like, oh, this looks totally new, but I was never really in control of it. Um, mm -hmm. But the light is something that helped. So occasionally there would be like a shower had come through or the sun, I don't know how to describe it, like a silvery light would hit the buildings in a certain way. So the light was behind the clouds a little bit and it had just rained. So everything's sort of like moist and the sun is starting to peek through, but not quite. And all of a sudden everything's got this silver sheen on it. And that's when I would have this experience, like I'm in a new place and those are the times I wish I had my camera. Now, sometimes that doesn't always translate. Like the physical experience might not translate to the photograph uh -huh. so well. But I but think having it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. But I was saying having those having a moment like that being open, actually being more. I guess the point is to be more open to those kind of moments in your Absolutely. in your physical yeah. being. Yeah. Because that can then help you create the new kind of pictures that you're looking for in the place that you've walked around day after day after day. Um, sometimes that means maybe not bringing the camera with you, I think, which is, I don't know, it's kind of, you know, sacrilegious for us to say that. <laughs> and then not using your iPhone either. I'm just saying to like, to like be able to notice these things with your eyes because that's the first bit of information about wanting to take a picture of this. This stuff is coming in through your eyes and into your brain. And which does mean like the next day you go there, it might not be the same kind of light and you might say, oh, but you've opened yourself up to something new. You've seen your place in a new way. 
So I might like to say sometimes put the camera down uh-huh. and but walk around as if you're taking pictures. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So not just walk around and like think about your taxes and the dog, you know, having to take a bath and whatever. Using your eyes and photographing with your eyes, leaving the camera behind, leave the phone behind. Look at the light, the way it's falling on things. Look at the shadows. Uh, it's kind of a way to maybe educate yourself too into the into the way that things look. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we get lost. We bring our camera with us all the time and we're trying to grab this scene that we've seen a bazillion times. And you look back on Lightroom and you look at the pictures and you go, this one looks the same as yesterday's. It looks the same as the day before. So I'm just sort of thinking this out loud now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you 100%, man. I mean, as you know, I, I've been carrying my camera a little bit less. And, and, I, and I think you're making a very good point because sometimes, like, if I walk out the door with my camera, then I'm feeling like, okay, I'm doing my duty. If I see anything extraordinary, I'm ready. But then because I'm ready, I stop looking. I just feel like, right. okay, I have my camera. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Whereas ultimately what we're talking about is really paying attention in a very deep, creative, aesthetic kind of way. And sometimes being without the camera, but just practicing the discipline of seeing um, is is what it's all about, whether you have the camera or not. And then when you do, acting on it and mm-hmm. capturing something. I think when you were talking about those moments in Park Slope where the, the light and maybe moisture on the street and just the sort of the world comes alive and, and, and you have the aesthetic sensitivity to sense that and to capture that. To me, that, that gets that, that magic of photography that we've talked about before too. It's sort of like, you know, it's, it, there's sort of several steps involved of, I mean, first of all, just recognizing the, the beauty that's all around you and then having the wherewithal to, to capture what you're seeing in such a way that then when a, a week or two or a month down the road, when you're looking at your images or you're sharing your images or printing one up, if we, as we talked about recently, suddenly it's like this one beautiful brownstone and the certain light is, it's, it has become a work of art. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was when you were walking by, but it's just a matter of seeing it and capturing it and realizing this could make a really beautiful image. Yeah. We need to train our eyes a lot so that we don't become, how do I say this? We don't start repeating ourselves. We don't start to become dissatisfied with what we do, Uh which can happen, you know, like you were saying, when you said pick up your camera and you're doing your duty, it made me think like, oh, you're going to do your job. Yeah. And when this becomes a job, uh, it's when we begin to start losing our interest in it, Uh, I think, sometimes. And especially as a job becomes job meaning like drudgery. Right. Right. And this idea that, you know, we walk around in the same place and we're doing the same thing day after day. And it begins to begin to feel like a hamster in a wheel. You're not, you know, you want to jump off the wheel. And the first thought, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but it's like, you know, hop on a plane and go someplace new. And, you know, hey, that's great. If you can do that. (laughs) I can't all the time. 
would love to. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, you know, when you can do that, it it's easy um, and fun, but and definitely worthwhile. And I would encourage people to listen to the, I guess, Bart's podcast. I don't know if it's out yet, but the one you guys just did. On, yeah, it's out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, we can provide a link to that. But, yeah. you know, when you can't jump on a plane, I think you can jump on a subway or a bus and just go to the zoo, go someplace kind of interesting, go to a museum. That's that's another thing. I mean, oftentimes in New York City, whenever I find myself passing through Times Square, I'm like, if I ever feel like there's not something to photograph, I just have to come here. You know, of course, I'll have to figure that out in Arizona, but that maybe that'll be the Grand Canyon or <laughs> a botanic garden or they have a cool zoo there. Yeah. Uh, I, last time I, I, w- I was at the zoo in Tempe and this huge turkey vulture that was in an arboretum just flew right at me. I don't know if it's that thing I have with birds, but the thing just came right at me and I, I, I got this great shot. <laughs> Before <laughs> wanted- you had to hit the dirt, right? Yeah, well, it was on the other side of a fence. You oh, know, okay. So it flew into this fence right towards me, but yeah, yeah. So I want to title that one the the last thing a cowboy sees. <laughs> Part we were talking about before, like I got the mirrorless cameras and and uh, the Fuji, and and I've been sort of forced myself, forced myself. But I mean, it's only got a single lens. It's a thirty five millimeter equivalent. So doing everything with that, that I want to say restriction because it's not. It's not quite a restriction. It's just that's the way the camera is. Yeah. Has certainly made, has helped me see things um, in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, with my street photography and even just stuff that I'm photographing around, not just shots of people, but like anything, it's it's helped. And we talked about, you know, you could go buy yourself a new camera. If you have the means to do that, it's okay. Um, and we can have that debate. Maybe we should have a debate sometime about whether the gear matters or not. And there's certainly people on either side of the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be a good one. Yeah. And Smackdown. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do put out my two cents for having, uh, used a new camera. What's really funny. Sorry. I cut myself off all the time. This drives me crazy. I'm sorry if it drives everybody else crazy. It drives me nuts. I cut myself off. Anyway. We're with you, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It's my two brains going at the simultaneously. I use my Fuji so much that recently I had to do some shots with my DSLR, my Nikon D7000, and I had my, what is it, my 12 to 24 millimeter lens is a wide lens on it. Uh-huh. And I was doing some shots of these guys in a, in a library or something like that. And I, I looked at it, I was like, whoa, this was really, you know, something new. It felt like yeah, going back to my old gear. Right. After spending so much time on the new gear was really interesting. It was, you know, in fact, I haven't even taken that now that I'm thinking about that. I should actually walk around the street now with my DSLR and my wide lens and and see what happens. I was going to suggest that. That's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Because the mirrorless, I mean, it, it has opened up a door, a creative door for you and led to a huge, wonderful body of work. But... But there is a side to it that it is limiting, right? When you yeah, yeah. do that one lens and yeah. it does what it does. And whereas, yeah, with your SLR, you can you can switch, you can go to wide angle and do your different yeah. things. And um, so I just haven't yeah. walked around with that camera in so long. I should uh, 
I should give that a try. I'll, I'll do that between now and, well, I don't know about the next episode, but I'll do it and report back and see right. what happens. Yeah. yeah, that'll be that'll and, be cool. Yeah, and the one thing I also wanted to add to this discussion was about, um, we were, I was talking about light before, and I really meant to get into being able to go on your route or you know, walking out your door at different times of the day that you're not usually walking out your door. So this yeah. idea of going out and shooting at night when you don't shoot at night and seeing, of course, you're seeing the whole place in a different way because you don't see. There's there's less light, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in places where there is no light at all, you know. But uh, I was talking about this on Bart's podcast. That the first thing I tried when I went out to Cape Cod to visit my sister late one night, I decided to do some you know quote unquote astrophotography. And I set my camera up on the roof of my car and I used my jacket as a tripod in a way or as a stabilizing device. And I put the camera on top of the roof and I pointed at the sky and I just started doing different exposures until I got something that worked. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, anyway, that's uh, that was in a new place, of course. But the idea is like going out in the middle of the night and looking at the place that you live in and it looks totally different and using that experience. And, and and photographing. Yeah, absolutely. And following the leads of other photographers kind of goes hand in hand with that, I think, because different people will do different things. And there's obviously thousands of photographers in New York City. So we have the luxury of just seeing all different kinds of images that are produced right where we are. And then you say, oh, I see what this person is doing. Or, oh, they were in that neighborhood at, at you know, this early morning hour or in Times Square in the middle of the night or what it was, whatever it was. Recently, when I was in Arizona, um, a photographer who's a member of the church, Duncan Maloney, took me out into Phoenix to shoot. And it was, it was fairly late at night. It was 9 or 10. And um, he had his favorite places that he'd go to. And he's into night photography. And so that was fun. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. I. I've done some, but not a ton. And so I was not only in a new place, but was also outside my comfort zone and uh yeah it was interesting so how to how to get outside your comfort zone when you walk outside the door that's yeah that's the challenge right that is the challenge i don't know if we have a definite answer we have a few pointers you had a lot more pointers than i did but uh this is something that's an ongoing thing yeah 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 well opening your eyes right i mean that's ultimately we're talking about Paying yeah. attention and yeah. seeing, and it's uh, such a fascinating, mysterious process. <laughs> sometimes we see more, sometimes we see less. But I think when when you're really in the zone, you're tuned in, you're paying attention, and you're 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 seeing in a very deep way. Yeah, I just got reminded of a. There was a story of some guy, a naturalist, or no, maybe it was a writer, a journalist who decided to study or watch. Was it like one square yard of forest mm. for a year? Wow. And and write everything. I think he was writing everything down about what was going on in that one square. It was mainly one square yard. So three feet by three feet. Mm. Um, and that just, I mean, can you imagine that? Talk about, you know, seeing something fresh. And he managed to do that. I'm going to find the, I'm going to find the link for this. Yeah, just, that's pretty mind boggling. Yeah. But that's that's an interesting idea. It's like this is this is his he's restricted to this area um, and he's going to do it for an entire year and write and imagine how much information and stuff he can get from mm. looking at one square foot of forest 
for a year. So, wow. you know, if that guy can do it, <laughs> you know, all of us who can walk out of our doors can see something new for the first time. Uh, but it is an exercise and it really is, you know, I've been doing photography for a very, very long time. Uh, maybe just one very long time, not two varies, very, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not that old. I am older. Yeah. Well, you did do film and visual, so it probably feels like two different worlds. Yes, yes, yeah. But, you know, I lived in New York all my life, and, you know, the vast majority of the pictures I take are here. And, you know, more recently, even the larger majority of pictures are in this neighborhood that I've done. And so this is sort of like my square yard of of uh, forest that I'm working uh -huh. with. You yeah, know? yeah, that's a great image, yeah. Yeah, and so every every day is a different day. The weather's different every day. You're going to see different people every day. You're going to see something new every day. Um, I do like, I guess my takeaway from this, for me, and it just came up while we were while we were talking about this, is this idea of going out and not photographing. Yeah. But using your eyes as photo, using your eye as the camera. Mm -hmm. So I want to take that away. And it's something I'm going to try myself because that and, and maybe even switching my gear back to my original gear. But that's more the practical thing. I mean, that's more like a, actually going out and photographing, but to really just go out and look. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a people photographer, or at least that's what I'm doing lately. And so yeah. to look at the people and, and try to see through my eyes the kind of lenses I might use or, you know, the way the light is falling or where their hair is falling on, you know, and see just see what happens. That's, that's going to be my what I'm going to do. That's my homework. Sounds good. Yeah. So... I think that's a wrap, man. That's a wrap for today. Yeah. Yeah. It's summer. It's warm. I have no air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that air conditioner back on. Okay. Well, let's call this a wrap. And uh, perhaps we will revisit this again, uh, actually, after you get to Arizona and settle down a little bit. And yeah. I've done some of my things. Well, maybe we can come back to this uh, from a different point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about light. So that... Yeah, that's our canyon and desert landscapes. Lots going on with the light there. Yeah, yeah. All right, so episode twenty-eight in the can. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, check us out on our website, switchtomanual.com. From there, you will find a bunch of our stuff. I don't know. That's sort of our hub. Yeah, yeah, that's our hub. Uh, we're on Facebook as well and on Twitter at switch the number two manual. So switch to manual. And what else? Uh, we say Flickr. Oh yeah, and we're on. A, we have a Flickr group that you can join, and we would like to please. You know, we're begging for feedback. We want feedback. We want people to tell us how we're doing. I mean, you guys who are tuning in to us through iTunes, put up some reviews and some ratings. We would really, really appreciate that. Even more than putting some money in our tip cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all And we appreciate the feedback that we've gotten. It's been really fun, actually. Yeah, and it's been great to be on so many other podcasts, too. We're, we're getting a lot of uh, accolades from that. So... Hey, you guys are sticking with us. We're really happy that you're spending your time with us. So um, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. All right. So Rest until next so. time, I'll see you later. Adios. Adios.